Uh, as I looked over to the truck, I noticed something smudged on the back window. I walked around the truck to get a better look, and what I saw wasn't just an infant's hands, but what looked like the hands of a woman as well. But there wasn't just one set of each. They were all over the back of the truck, across the window, all over the bed, even the tailgate. They weren't simply pressed against the windows either. They were smudged and chaotic. I used some water and towels to wipe the back of the truck down, and I never told anyone else about the handprints. We still have never discussed that night. Oh, my God. So that is the rumor is that this uh, woman and her baby, you know, ran off the off the bridge and died and you can hear them screaming blah blah blah, blah crying so go camping I have a yeah. <laughs> yeah and then that if you park anywhere remotely close to that that you will just find little handprints all over your car Let's which is car absolutely terrifying and pee all over it pee all over it, it. Get it super dirty. more dirty honestly <laughs> so yeah oh God, i was Really creepy. Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I like it. So you've been to cry, 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 cry before. So yeah. do they call it that because of that yeah. story? Or oh, it's Jack Creek. So it's off oh, of twenty ninety four in Lufkin, which no one's gonna know where that is, but that's not important. Yeah. So, but yeah, but they call it. it's in Lufkin, which is all you, you just, need to know. You go past John's General Store, and then uh huh, and then it's just right there on the right by the liquor store. Oh, oh, liquor store. Liquor. A uh, fun story about that. So, did you know her? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> no, like Lufkin actually Jeez. just became a quote unquote wet just... county, which most people don't know what that Hot means. Yeah, exactly. Like people used to have to drive across the river, either the Trinity River or Angelina River, Somewhere over to Nacogdoches, and that's where they had all these bars and. Uh, my grandma would always tell my mom, she was like, oh, you better not be parked over at those bars because uh, I, I know everybody in Lufkin and I'm going to know if you're over there. And it wasn't because of that. It was because she got her a bright yellow car, like a Tweety Bird car that had like Shan H as a license plate. So I was like, mm, yeah, you're going to get caught literally anywhere you go. So yeah. don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, well, I mean, I was here in the Heights whenever they legalized uh, having alcohol, being a wet city and said it was dry really I, yes yeah. that was two years ago really yeah what the like 2017 right like yeah they, they wouldn't allow you to drink and like H-E-B, you had to join a club that, that is H-E-B so refused weird refused to build in the heights until they passed like the owner of H-E-B came from San Antonio to knock on doors here in the heights area to be like hey will you allow the heights to be will you vote to allow the heights to become a wet uh, city, not even city. Like, what do they make call? the heights like, wet? Make or, yeah, the like heights ordinance. wet. Yeah, exactly. Get, yep. get the heights wet. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's basically what happened. Yeah, she's already wet. <laughs> she been wet, girl. That's when I first moved there uh, back in what the end of 2016, 2017, um, and it was still dry at that time. That's so, so weird. Yeah, I went to a restaurant on 19th Street where my brother lives, and they uh-huh. were like. I was like, can I have a something some kind of coffee? beer or anything like that? Yeah. Menu. They were like, do you want to join our club? Yeah. And I was like, no. no. And he was like, I can't give you this unless you join the club. I was like, well, what's in the club? And the, those, there just, were ways around it. Exactly. You just have to like sign up and then they're like, okay, I can serve you now. It That's was, so they, they worked around it. It was like really interesting the ways that they found like ways to work around it. And like Kalina's in the Heights. Um, is very popular because they uh, became 
like a, we can't sell you alcohol, but we don't care if you bring it. So like they, you can bring your own wine and like do whatever you want to. Like you just bring your own alcohol. They will charge you like I think it's like two two dollars for a corking fee or something like that. Even if you have a twist off wine, they'll like charge you for it. But I mean, it's super cute. I, I like Colinas because they still do that now, even when it's <coughs> wet. So, I've never been there. Yeah, it's cute. They have good, really good pizza and stuff. We should go there sometime. Mm. Oh my god, we should have a, a listen works retreat. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, your turn. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, Savannah, for that story. We very much enjoyed it. I like hearing You're about welcome. Lufkin. So, what we're saying is a uh, camping trip to Lufkin. Was it two hour, two and two and a half hour drive? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna camp out there. Why don't we just go to the lake? There's that. It's closer. Yeah. Can we find um, something spooky that happened? I on have a lake house in Ratcliffe. We could go out there and make some spooky stories. Uh, I'm into that as well. Mm-mm-mm. Let's do that. Oh my God, is that your parents' like fish trailer? <laughs> no, they have that too. Uh, <laughs> this is separate. Okay. <laughs> it's a trailer. Man, that <laughs> Actually, like, oh it's God. a log cabin. I'm so excited for that. Uh, anyway, Spencer, tell us uh, a little bit about your swoopy stuff. Well, how, wait, how, how many minutes? Part two. How many minutes are we in now? <laughs> like, Girl, past an hour? An hour and 22 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so Come this on, is definitely going to be a two-parter, podcast. girl. It's a two-parter. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to Localities in Brunswick Podcast number two. Yes. <laughs> um, we branched out from Texas. <laughs> well, I mean, not all of us are from Texas. Bitch. That's racist. How long have you lived in Houston? 20-something years. 20 years. Anyways. Because you're 27. You moved here when you were 7? Oh my god, thank you. Why are you so obsessed with him? Because <laughs> he's my podcast host. So I have to know this shit. Co-host. I'm still agreeing that I'm 27. Welcome uh, to my podcast. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> so, taking it back to St. John again. Wait, should we shout out Economy Works? <laughs> oh my god, give, give me commercial too. <laughs> give me commercial too. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Everyone I'm going to do way better at this one. Okay, okay. Ready? Here we go. Script, go. All right, let's go. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. Shut up, <laughs> Yep. If you're a company that needs help in writing job descriptions, conducting market analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has a, a, a kind of move. <laughs> I like that I'm good at everything else with the actual name yeah, of the fucking the company. company. <laughs> Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the Economy Works! <laughs> Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. And that's economy with an I, in case you're wondering. Because I would have never found that website. That is good to know. That is good to know. That. Yeah, I, that's, exactly. that's very important economy information. Economy with an I. Mm, economy with an I. Economy. Like, you're a character from a me. Or a we. <laughs> a we. Kind of me. A kind of me. That would be two eyes. That would be two good compliments. We'll get to commercial three when Spencer actually finally gets to do his. <laughs> Once we get to like two hours and 30 Wait, minutes. Like 2 a.m. We're like, oh, fuck. See how, see how easily I avoid Chris during my entire talk. Oh, I, I wish like, I could have done that. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, and um, <laughs> just just look at him with your eyes and make him feel stupid, and he'll he never gets, say like, anything again. Gets me to a point where I'm like, let me get on my phone. <laughs> he starts lighting a cigarette. Yeah, it's like I'm just gonna be here. Okay, <laughs> he does actually a pretty good a good job at getting me out of the conversation. <laughs> so I wish I, I knew how to do that. Yeah. We're going back to my segment of the podcast. I like to call. 
It's my turn. Spencer's, Spencer's. corner pocket. <laughs> Spencer's corner pocket. I don't have any. We're gonna corners. get sued by Tony's corner pocket. Who's Tony? Like ten out of ten. <gasps> Tony. I don't know what Tony. We've talked about Tony so much this episode, actually. And you know what's my favorite part of all of that? Tony. He will never hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> he will never know how much we talk about him on this podcast ever, unless Gloria tells him. Gloria, <laughs> Gloria, keep it a secret. You we will know. buy you all the Bud Lights in the world if you don't say oh. anything. We will buy you all the Bud, li- Bud, Light Bud Lights. Blood Lights. Blood Lights. So spoopy. <laughs> it's a Bud Light with red food coloring. <laughs> it's just grenadine. <laughs> Gloria, you know that bitches get stitches, okay? No. <laughs> Snitches, get- <laughs> Snitches get bitches? If bitches get stitches, then you would be entirely made of stitches. Yeah. If bitches get bitches. Yeah, but she's just gonna want bitches. So, like, that's not a good thing to plug. somebody what I did? Oh, my God. That makes me so wet. Oh, my God. It's as wet as the heights right now. (laughs) Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So. Guess, guess, guess. Carly Ray Ray Jepsen. Okay, you know okay. what Carly Rae Jepsen has to do with my story? Uh, nothing. nothing. She's, She's from, from Canada. Can- 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 Ooh, Canada. Uh, so last week I talked about the murder of Maggie <laughs> Vale. Localities of Canada. <laughs> Ooh, someone sent me a message on Tinder. Who is it, Grinder? I'm to that. <laughs> no, it's the mod. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Tinder. <laughs> it's uh, Gloria being like, bitch, I heard you were talking about you, me. <laughs> you so, okay, sorry, Spencer. Your turn. Uh... This week's going to be a little bit more recent. Uh, we're going to talk about the monster of Miramichi. Mm-hmm. So his name is Alan Lachair. Mm-hmm. He was a serial killer in New Brunswick in the late 80s. And my family, everybody in my family lived, and I would have lived, I mean, I, okay. My brother was alive. So he lived there in St. John at the same time. <laughs> That was such a weird way to say oh, that. I wasn't alive. I didn't interrupt anything. My brother was alive then. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. My brother's still alive. He's alive. He's he still alive. Back. But he was alive, but he's back still alive. My brother was alive. <laughs> he's That's still weird. alive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. I know that you're living. It's welcome to the podcast. This is what I do every time. <laughs> it's welcome for you to be alive. Congratulations on still being alive from the time you were five. He was uh, like two. Anyways. I was close. So uh, math is hard. So everybody in my family was panicked AF about this. And uh, alive also. They were all alive. They were also alive. They were also still alive. Well, not the people that weren't alive at that time. Uh, like me. I wasn't alive. This is awkward. <laughs> I don't know what that My anyway, brain is not large enough right for now? this. Shut the fuck up. Okay, okay. So. I didn't uh, interrupt. She did. Okay. I get it. I just wanted to explain to everybody that uh, New Brunswick is actually quite small. So okay. you can drive across it in a day. So this makes more sense. Okay. Localities of Canada. <laughs> this is one province. It's New Brunswick only. Only New Brunswick. Uh, oh, so. Gosh. It's 1986 in Black River, Ri- uh, Black River Bridge just outside. Wait, wait, Why's it got to be black? Is this the same one as the other one? No. Black River Road? No. This is closer to Moncton. Okay, okay. Uh, Sorry for interrupting, but I had to clarify. It's not the same place. But they do go to St. John. Okay. Uh, So, Black River, just outside Chatham, New Brunswick. John Glendening. 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 
I had so much trouble spelling his name. It's G-L-E-N-D-E-N-N-I-G. Didn't you get it from a book? Yes. <laughs> you had trouble spelling it. I'm not spelling, saying it. It's Glenn oh, Denning. Okay, okay. You did you say did, spelling. He said spelling, spelling right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the podcast. <laughs> it's canceled. It's over. Yeah, this He's is just going to hit us pages. with this book that he just came out with. <laughs> Terror. It's called Terror. <laughs> so we're, Terror. Terror. All right, we're John McLean and Andre Vinois. John McLean? Wasn't he a president? Slash no, vice president? No. Slash governor? No. <laughs> Mayor? No. He, uh, president. he was a CBC reporter. John McCain? If you listen to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, they'll just correct me, so just do that. Like, <laughs> <a> dumb bitch. <laughs> Savannah's a dumb bitch. She talked about John McClain. It's actually John McCain, and he didn't do shit, so. <laughs> that dumb bitch. Dumb bitch. <laughs> so, John Glenn Denning and his wife Mary are closing up their general store, and they're walking across the yard to their house out behind the store. It's about 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Um, and John... Wait, summer or winter? Um, this should... I actually don't know. Because if it was summer, it's still sunlight. If it's <laughs> winter, yeah. it's dark. Very dark. Um, it is actually it doesn't say. Oh, interesting. Because this is his first. What? You'll see. Oh. Um, Excuse me? So, John takes out the garbage yeah. and Mary heads in to make a snack for them. Uh, she settles down in her rocking chair while John makes some calls to his cousins. All of a sudden, three men come crashing in through the front door. One man slams a rock into the back of John's head, sending him to the ground. John pleads with the men to just tell him what they want. Shut the fuck up. He'll get it for them. They don't say that, but I see you. Oh. Horrors. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's really pissy. Mm. We're acting this out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather us talk? And ruin your story or act it out. Like, you get to pick one. Thomas, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Can I not do this? Are you Chris? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm choosing myself. Get some more shots. No. Yeah, I'll do it. Wait, we have not taken any shots this entire There's podcast. There's no shots allowed. No, go do it. Shoot, Chris. Okay, okay while Spencer continues, I'm going to get a shot. Thank God. We got him so, away from the microphone. Let's go. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't even interrupt anything. Bye. The liquor's out the front door, and then you just keep walking <laughs> downstairs <laughs> and towards West Gray anywhere away. And then go anywhere else. And by that, I mean you rode with me, so figure out how to get home. <laughs> Bye. So, John tells them just... Uh, let him alone, and they'll, they'll he'll get whatever he wants for them. Uh, so he, they don't need to bash him around. One of the men ties up Mary and rips the telephone out of the wall. John is still on the floor, and Mary's working and getting free from her knots, which are poorly tied. Uh, as soon as they come loose, she stands up and confronts one of the men, who rips off her clothes and starts to molest her. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. She was harmed, okay? Um, One Mary was harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> she she was running away from my problems. Which <laughs> too. That That's Mary too, run. girl. She's also trying to run. Okay. Let's she... Cheers to her. <laughs> Let's cheers, cheers to, to Mary. Mary. Cheers Mary to Mary. Out. Pour some out for our homies. She's I'm not pouring anything yeah, yeah, I'm anywhere. I'm gonna pour it down into my mouth. <laughs> pour it out pour, into pour my out. mouth. Pour it out. Pour it out. <laughs> Let it all fall out. Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. I we, was taking a shot, but I wanted to say, pour it out into this pussy. Yep. We don't drink on this podcast. Nope. 
Ever. I've never drank Malort. Uh, but I, what I mean by that is we drink a lot. So if you are a part of a brewery or anything like that, or brewery. a winery, no, no, or no, 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 no. if you are White Claw Seltzer, hard seltzer, Trevor Wallace, please. Um, I'm gonna at you right now. Please sponsor us. Yep. Okay. So um, <laughs> there's no more White Claw, but I'm tasting gin. Problems <laughs> have been made. You want this? It's I wine. I want more of that. <laughs> we'll go get a glass. <laughs> I can get her. No, yep. No, bye. Bye. Oh, so we did it again. Okay. The and we did okay, it so, 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 again. Like, two paragraphs in, and we're at like an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> they started molesting her, and the man who hits John over the is standing over his body, and he's beating him. The intruders know of the safe upstairs that contains the couple's valuables, and Mary says that she'll go upstairs and open the safe for them. She passed John on her way up the stairs, and while the man was beating him, she recollected that it would be the last time that she ever saw her husband alive. So she makes it up to the safe, and she begins to spin the dial, and she receives a massive blow to the back of the head. She attempts to try the lock again, and they hit her again, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> they do all of those they things all at those once. Things. And then she walks out. Yeah. So she comes to a bit later. <clears throat> She's face first in the bowl Pussy. of a toilet. So oh, they, they, hit, they hit her from the back of the head after she was like, I'm going to get you guys money from the safe. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is after they already killed the husband? Sorry, I was in the, sure. getting drink. Oh, we don't know. Okay. Uh, so she's face first in a toilet bowl with a scarf tied, for, tied around her neck. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, she's able to reach the upstairs phone, which is a different line from the main house because they cut the, the phone wires to the main house. Hmm. Um, and she dialed the RCMP. Um, RCMP is the police. Okay. okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. I was like, cause... Oh, you did? A... <laughs> so uh, in New Brunswick, and I thought this was, uh, I thought it was weird because the, New Brunswick is the only bilingual province, so they'll do everything in French and English. And the RCMP is a government institution. Is so Quebec not it. bilingual? Or is no, it only French? Only French. Oh, okay. So they have to do English and French in New Brunswick. So she'll say, when they answer the phone, they don't say, you know, police, what's your oui. emergency? They say, RCMP, GRC. What does GRC mean? Uh, not GRC. It's like Gendarmerie something de Quebec. He thinks he knows French. I knew what it was. <laughs> I knew enough, girl. Uh, hey, Google. What does GRC stand for? That's not it. Get real cock. Anyway. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's, what does GRC stand for? It's going to say that. It's going to say it over and over again. No Get real cock. Google's Get still going real on. cock. Get real cock. We need a lot of chicken. You just add a comma. Get real. Get real. Comma cock. cock. Get real. Cock. <laughs> we're, oh, we're still looking. Oh, we're looking in the encyclopedia uh, uh, that we uh, talked oh about God. earlier. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. is mounted police in French. Ooh, okay. so I want to mount a police. She got the horses. Yeah. Wait, what time but frame is this? Say, did what? you say a time frame? When is it's this happening? 1986. Okay. Very long time ago. Yep. Uh, so the dispatcher got the location and asked what happened. Mary explains to the best that she can, uh, but she had lost her dentures, and it was hard for her to under- hard for them to understand <laughs> her. 
Shut the fuck up. Okay? I'm not That's laughing. That's a bad That is a problem that she had to deal with. I was doing so well before that, but I'm like, a, that's so much. Yeah, I'm at cheers again to Mary. <laughs> cheers to losing your dentures. Uh, so this dispatcher manages to make out her address, and the people there were people that were hurt. Also, Mary wanted the dispatcher to call her daughter, Margaret, who lived nearby. She lives like five minutes away. Uh-huh. So Margaret and her husband, Aubrey, were the first ones on the scene. Um, they went around through the veranda and through the busted front door looking for Margaret's parents. Um, and they tore up the stairs and they found her <clears throat> slumped against the door. She was still alive, but she was severely beaten. And they beat the fuck out of this <coughs> woman. Okay. So her forehead was broken. I don't even how? know how your forehead breaks, but her forehead was That's broken. That's a skull fracture. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, both eyes were blackened. She had a broken nose. She scraped her face. She had slashes down below both ears. Uh, and she was <coughs> bruised along all her body. She had a collapsed lung, and she'd been raped with a blunt, blunt object. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's, that's a I don't lot. like any they, of that. And she was still she alive? She's 68 or something oh, like holy that. Holy shit. And they she's still beat alive. the fuck out of her. Yeah. I mean, they basically slammed her face against something because you said her forehead and her eyebrow, or eyebrow, blackened eyes. They slammed her face against something. Well, they like, beat her husband with a rock. They grabbed a rock <clears throat> and bashed him in the back of the head, so they could have bashed her in the front of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the police arrived and they began to search for John. They assumed that he might have been kidnapped, but they also found, but then they found his lifeless body hidden behind a door. <clears throat> he had the imprint of a shoe on his face. Ugh. His jaw was broken, his cheekbone, and his nose, all broken. The rock that was used to beat him was underneath him. He was so bloody that even his socks were coated in blood. Oh my god. He was tied with a cord from their alarm clock, and around his neck was a brown shirt that they used to choke him. They choked him so hard that they broke his Adam's apple. Holy Uh. shit. Yep. Three days later, the police had captured the men that were responsible um, they'd been tracked down by the RCMP after finding the Glenn Denning safe thrown in the woods with $14,000 missing. Which, in the 80s, in Canada, we had $1,000 bills. Mm-hmm. So they had 14 bills in there. They had 14 bills. $1,000 bills. Isn't that stupid? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. How much was that worth at the time? $14,000 Canadian? Mm-hmm. Do you was- know? No. Because didn't Canadian money used to be pretty strong in like the 90s? Did I make that up? It's always been about 75 cents to an American dollar. Oh, always? Mm. Okay. I always thought that Canadian... It goes down and it goes up, but it's about Because I thought in the 90s, for some reason, Canadian dollars were stronger. There was a time in the 2000s where they were about nope. the same. Yeah, okay. No, I think because I'm pretty sure... Canadian money's never been that. more. No, never more? Never mm. more. Okay. So Spencer is 75 Spencers to a one... One Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> you, you really can't price trash, so I'm not sure how much well, money that's worth. Unless you go back to Guava trash. Lamp. 75 week, cents worth. Week one. Week one, yeah. 75 cents worth chicken grease. Oh. They don't, I mean. Just light it on fire, girl. I'd probably take the 20, 75 uh, cents. I take the chicken. <laughs> it's not the chicken, it's just the grease. I take that, too. <laughs> She's trying to make them. I don't know. Fried rice. That. Let's go to fried rice. We're going to chicken. I'm fried not trying rice. to make anything. I'm trying to take it and make Chris make it for me. Let's there you be go. Honest. And then what? Use now your Chris resources, is be doing girl. In about three days is 
make Nick make it. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like, I like that, that cascade. And then you, you better home. fix his room first. Yeah, I know. I need to fix his room. Oh. Remember the time I broke into my own nails? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, everyone. Every- I just want to let Nick, you know that Chris has a drinking problem. Yeah, apparently. Honestly, like Chris was like, oh my God, I have no idea how I made it into the house. And then he was like, the he was like, the lock was just broken. And then one day I texted him, I was like, Hey, remember the time you like broke the entire door frame? Because remember here's that a time picture. That you took a sledgehammer to the side of the house. <laughs> that sledgehammer was my shoulder. Man, inside there of the is, house. Honestly, there is so much because the the door frame is broken. There are matchboxes inside of our little planters. flower planters in the front yard. Like, planters. and I like I took a picture and I was like. Do you have any idea how these uh, matchboxes got up here? And he was like, mm. Also, one of my hats is missing. Let me just how throw the that out there. Which one? Because when we went to... Which hat? My pride hat. Okay, as long as it's not that hat, I got you. No, it's a Stonewall hat. Okay, fuck the Stonewall hat. I didn't buy oh that one. Oh my god. I didn't buy wait, that wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's how the fuck are there matchboxes in the... Because every single time we go to George's, I always steal matchboxes. No, it's boxes. George. George. First of all, it's George. I yeah. always take matchboxes. No, it's George. You're a country sports star. Yeah, George. <laughs> I always take matchboxes because I always have candles, and I don't like buying the like little like flicker pickers. So I always flicker picker. I barely know her. So I always just, like steal the matchboxes because it's like okay, I get these for free. So yeah, I did that for a while. Definitely. But then we just started writing our notes on cards. And then I started caring about the environment. So like... okay, shut up. <laughs> so like, aren't you from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> The, I'm from Chicago. Bitch, I'm from Chicago. Okay, there uh, we go. So the culprit. He's got like six pages left. Todd uh, okay, Matchett, 18 years old. Scott Curtis, 20 years old. And Alan Legere, 38 years old. Uh, That's a jump. Yeah. Um, the Crown waited through technical evidence, and they finally, or, and finally, the pleadings were announced. Todd Matchett pled guilty. Scott Curtis guilty. Pled guilty. Alan Legere. There was, the other How old was like, that one? We did it. 38. Oh, he's the older one. He was mm. like, mm, no, nah, girl. He was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I can get a He's smart. I love it. Um, so, <laughs> Legere was, has always stated that he was not guilty, and the courts are miscarrying justice. After the sentencing of Todd Matchett, he slipped a letter to a CBC reporter, and I'll read it for you. Okay. Ooh, 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 the book, the book. The book. Terror. Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) It's direct from that. Yes. So he says, I, Todd Matchett, was involved in an armed robbery at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Glenn Dennings. There's a bunch of misspellings in it. (laughs) I Uh, love it. Then they put them verbatim in the book. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) How did you flip directly to that page? I wrote it on the thing here. Oh. But you went so quickly. You literally like opened it and then next page. 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 Yeah. Do you see how you open a fan? Oh, okay, but that's different than a book. I clock a book. So, although Mr. Glendening met his death and Mrs. Glendening got a very bad beating, I just wanted to know that I, Todd Matchett, had nothing to do with the beatings of either of the Glendenings. What I was told that uh, was that the safe was just to be removed. I was also told to go in and ties the people. The Glendenings that is go up and take the safe... <laughs> and just leave and that's just what I wanted to do but as you can see it didn't work out that way did it although when I left the house I thought that both of the Glen Dennings were alive 
I just wanted to do a robbery and I didn't want to do anything to hurt anyone. And now it turns out that I'm getting charged for a murder and an attempted murder. I really never thought that if you didn't have anything to do with a beating, that you yourself couldn't be charged with an actual murder. Even if I did have any part with the beating death of Mr. Glenn Denning. Also, I, Todd William Matchett, will not testify against anyone because if I'm going to go down for a murder that I didn't commit, C-O-M-I-T-E. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, girl. Did they write these things? Yes. Okay. Uh, That's my question. I thought they were writing, like someone was writing what he was saying. No, he okay, wrote, wrote it down. and okay. handed it to a reporter. <clears throat> okay. Uh, because I'd rather just do my time and get out of the pen as soon as possible. It was signed by him, and there were also other ones in there that read, It just so happened that I was accompanied with a nut, better known as a sicko. The only way that the truth was going to come out on what really happened on the night of June 21st, 1986, is that the book that I'm writing about my life. Memoirs. A second sheet of paper contained a half page of writing, also in pencil. Well, as you can see, Alan Legere really did a good job on putting everything on use me and Scott that is taking everything off himself. Everyone heard what Alan said and believed it, but no one heard what really happened to me and Scott. Will shed a lot of light on what really happened that night, and everybody will see what really took place that night. <gasps> Alan put all of the blame on us because of what happened to him while he was still awaiting trial. When he got stabbed, S-T-A-B-E-D. Stabbed, girl. <laughs> and he thinks that Scott was involved in it. With a light staber. <laughs> he was stabbed. Stabbed, girl. Okay, so my main question is, why do people think that the Canadian education system is better than this Canadian? <laughs> you can uh, follow you this conversation un- on Let's Talk About Gays. Unsubscribe, okay? <laughs> We're going to lose our Canadian followers. Uh, Do I need to bring up some fucking posts about what all the people here still say in 2000? Uh, Let's go back to my Lufkin post. Fans of Alabama podcast. Shut the fuck up. Anyways. Uh, Lufkin is like a stone's throw away from Alabama. Oh, you're right. Stone's throw away from Alabama. I I was trying to like reel them in, and you were like, "Mm, no, girl. Mm." Mm. By Alabama. We'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> We'd rather have uh, people... We're like, not trying to have another Alaska, Alabama... Uh, uh, but Alaska Thunderfuck, you can 100% Thunder. be here. Alaska Thunderfuck. Who did you make fun of last uh, time? Alaska Thunderfuck. Who did you make fun of last time? There was somebody else. I made fun of uh, Mississippi and West Virginia and people Alabama. People that use glue. That's been you every people, no, episode. People not use glue. People who eat glue. Yes. <laughs> Because I use glue for my eyebrows. <laughs> Come so, on, Elmers. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us, Elmers. <laughs> sponsor we don't drink it. We don't drink it. We don't drink we it. Yeah, we, we just use it, girl. Them. We just use it. Yeah. Which was <laughs> the difference, I'm honestly. I got a, a high off of spray paint yesterday. Uh-huh. I probably shouldn't say that. LOL. <laughs> so, but I was into Alan it. Alan Legere was sentenced to life in prison during his sentencing trial. Sentencing. He successfully picked the lock on his handcuffs. <laughs> In an attempt to escape, but he was subdued. Wait, this is the older one still, right? Yeah. Okay. This is this the one that the whole story is about. Oh. Mm. Uh, so he was incarcerated in a maximum security prison in Renew, New Brunswick. Do they have those in Canada? 
I also love, I'm not going to lie, whenever Family Guy makes fun of Canada, especially my favorite one is whenever they're like jails in America versus jails in Canada. And they're like, this is a jail in Canada. And they're just like, I'm going to go out uh, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to go outside now. And they're like, be back before bedtime. And just like, let him leave. <laughs> That's Norway. Uh, okay. Well, it was Canada. but <laughs> We just don't have any guns in the prison. No, there's probably guns. I was like, how do you stop anything? Whatever. <laughs> so, Alan Legere was a tricky bastard, um, and he would poke a piece of metal in his ear constantly until he gave himself an ear infection. Um, and so, he'd get but an ear... But, like, why? You'll see, girl. You'll see. Mm-hmm. He, He's got uh, a lot more of the book than what he showed us. Yeah. So, he gave himself an ear infection... When he was escorted, escorted to the hospital in Moncton for treatment of his ear infection, he asked to go to the bathroom once he got there. The prison staff fucked up and allowed him to use the bathroom unsupervised. One. Two, the other big mistake they did was that they strip-searched him, but they did not do a metal scan. So looked he had metal feet, all over his body. Looked in his butt, and he was like, you want to see my dick too? And, and they were like, yeah, girl. They were like, we see it already, it's fine. But um, we'd like to see more. But they didn't do a metal scan. I don't, and he I don't con- want to say what you said. Uh-huh. He concealed a TV antenna in his butt. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say it was in his I thought it was in his oh, penis no. hole. Yeah, me too. No. Come on, sounding. Yeah. I hate that no, I know that, what yeah, that means. I hate, I hate that I you hate know, that, what you that, know that, that means, too. <laughs> and I hate that I know what that means. Uh, I have friends, I girl. With that, I know what that means, but I hate that she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Because that's our secret. Yeah, that's gay people. Gays. I'm pretty gay. Them. Yeah, that's true. I'm just Honestly, I think she was gay before I was. A gay man before I, I was. I taught Chris how to be gay. She literally did. Like, 10 I out of 10. Houston and she was like, come come to mother. I'm going to teach you RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm yep. going to teach you uh, oh, gay honey, bars. Behind your ear? <gasps> Rainbow! Lip gloss! <laughs> Get Exactly. So Savannah basically was like, come here, come here. I've got all the, the gay stuff ready to go. Here's to the secrets, I'm girl. Remember the first time we went to Bride before yes, I Yes, you like grinded up against me on a wall. Yep. It was weird. Yep. Okay, anyways. Two hours. Yes. Uh, yep. Can you give me a glass of wine? I can do that too. Yes. Would you like to give me Bye, four girl. glasses of wine? You already have I'm one. just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just going to go do it. So he pulls the antenna out of his butt. Oh, boy. Uh, and he picks the lock on his handcuffs. Um, you are using my glass. <gasps> that is my glass. <gasps> yes! Yes! <gasps> so, he emerges from the bathroom, and he uses a piece of metal as a weapon. And then downs all the wine that Chris just poured in that glass. <laughs> Honestly, so I'll be back in like six weeks when they miss me again. Thanks, girl. You're welcome, Queen. I love that we have gotten uh, quite tipsy on this podcast and and made it two hours somehow. Well, it's still still a podcast. Mine wasn't even that long, so I am not going to blame myself. Who are we going to blame? You. No, Savannah. You're beautiful, okay? You're beautiful. We love you. Oh, thank you. That's why this podcast is about, okay? Because I'm so beautiful. Monk, <laughs> you're, you're so Who's Monk? 
<laughs> and the last oh like two thirds of this podcast is gonna be Chris and Spencer vomiting. Yeah, that's LOL. probably true. Actually, mm. I'm glad who's gonna vomit on. first? We're gonna Three, Uber. Two, one. <laughs> first of all, we would never drink and drive. Um, this is also Spencer. sponsored by Uber slash Lyft, whichever one's gonna sponsor us first. Yeah. Also, so let's fight it out. Yes. Bitch wants McDonald's. All the time. Uh, can we also talk about how me and Spencer always do things at the same time on this podcast? So we're going to That's vomit hot. at the same time. Okay? We're going to what? Oh, vomit, vomit at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. uh, now to our sponsor. <laughs> Come on, Pepto be a small. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay. So he. Uses the, the commercial three. TV I'm gonna get there. Uh, Wait, <laughs> he's okay. using the TV as a weapon, <laughs> uh, and he's trying to like hit people with it. And he gets out into the parking lot. Uh, so in the parking lot, he abducts a woman named Peggy Olive, who was waiting to pay a parking ticket, and forced her into his car. Uh, she made him drive or away from the don't show fucking memes. <laughs> No, it's, it's not a It's commercial mean. three. Let's go. Let's no, go. Not yet. The I gotta practice. Not right now. I gotta practice. Okay. We're at two hours already. We gotta okay. finish this yeah, up no, before I have to turn into three fucking episodes. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be a first. Um. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Peggy Olive says that he was very aggressive and he wanted to be the good guy, and then he would change to the bad guy. Wait, he was aggressive, being a good guy. No, he was very aggressive, and then he wanted to be the good guy. And then he went from the good guy to the bad guy. So he's insane. Yeah. yeah. And then I wrote, I'm the bad guy. Ow. Hashtag Billy Eilish. Bailey Eilish. Who the fuck is Billy Eilish? Billy Eilish. So Alan was messing with a cat cage that separated him and Peggy because she worked at the SPCA. So she had a cat cage in her car because that's what you do. Whatever. So who was in the cat cage? No one. You said separated by. Yeah, Peggy or Alan cat cage Peggy. It's like a, a bench seat. Wait, so she's in the back or she's in the front? She's in the front. She's he's in the, the back. Side. Okay. No, she's in the passenger side. He's Wait. driving. Then why is there oh like in between the driver's seat and passenger seat? Yeah. What the fuck? It's a bench seat. It's the eighties. Whatever. I wasn't alive. They didn't exist. So she moved the cat cage to the back. Um, after a while, he dropped her off, but he kept her car. She ran into a nearby optical store and called the police. Optical uh, store. Alan drove into a parking lot of an AM radio station, CKCW, in Moncton's West End, and he left the car there. Alan was on the run from the police for seven months. He was nearly caught multiple times, but events occurred that let him elude the police. Um... Once, in, in, right after it happened, uh, a dog had picked up his scent and it was following him through the woods. Um, and they had sent up a helicopter to try to look through the woods to find him. But a thick fog rolled in and they couldn't find him anymore because the fog, fog was way too thick. I love the fact that a thick fog rolled in. And that's like the... the that happens, what, three times in, in Texas ever? Yeah. Actually, in shirts, that happened quite a bit. Because I want to tell you, when I was a kid, uh, I used to be afraid of uh, the Headless Horseman. That was like one of the biggest things that I was, uh, for some reason, afraid of. Because that was one of the first scary movies I ever saw. Uh, was Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Oh my God, so I was like, even though like uh, 
John Depp was in it, and like it was supposed to be slightly comical at the same time. I was definitely terrified of the Headless Horseman. That's so, one of my favorite horror movies. Any time that fog rolled in, my mom was like, "Oh my god, it's the Headless Horseman!" And I, at the time, was deathly afraid and of the Headless Horseman. So I was like, "Oh my god, we're in the country. We live in the country. There's definitely." Hell, this out there. Like, fog happened all the time, so... I think I talked about it last time, but, like, I came from my Aunt Lorna's house to my grandmother's house. Yeah. And it's on the coast. So yeah. it dips down to where, I mean... Fog could happen, yeah. yeah. It was so fucking foggy, but then you drive straight up and then brightest day. Exactly. Yeah. Because fog is like a low-lying cloud. And yeah. it, 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 like, I learned about this... I Don't quote me on this... But from what I understand, fog is created very similar to, like, dew on the, the ground. Yeah. Depends on, like, the humidity levels at different points in the air. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have, like, fog can be higher up, but, like, most of the time it's laying, like, six feet above the ground. the ground. Yeah, it's, it's just a cloud. Yeah. That's all it is. So, I mean, and this is nearby St. John. So yeah. It's near Miramichi, and there's a lot of fog because mm-hmm. it's always super, super cold at the fucking ocean and warm as fuck in the air. Um. <laughs> So, her glasses are so foggy. Uh, oh my god, is this Krabby Bee Creek? So, on Sunday, May 7th, he beat and robbed Max Ramsey while he was shoeing his horses in a barn in Nova Scotia. And he stole his wallet and his car. Oh man. So, so Brother, been, in the span of, I'm sorry to interrupt once again, the span of seven months. I'm sorry man, to be Chris. This <clears throat> man has done a lot more damage when they're still hunting him. He's gone and. In, in, Oh, bitch, we're just getting started. Oh, we're literally two pages in. <laughs> we got four to go, girl. <laughs> we got, well, I'm doing it on, like, reading mode right now. And yeah. And it says I'm on five, it's five and six out of 14. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, on May 22nd, in the area that the Glen Dennings safe was found, a resident called in a tip and said that they uh, saw him nearby looking for some something possibly the safe for more bear uh, valuables um, and then he took his final turn for the worse um, Flam's grocery in Chatham Legere's hometown was run by Annie Flam who had run the store for years but she was 75 now and she was planning on cashing it all in and retiring uh, in the attached building Annie Flam's brother ran a furniture store they were all very close, especially Annie and Nina, her sister-in-law. After Annie's brother died, the two worked as a team. They had, Nina had four daughters, and Annie kind of helped out. And she'd run the furniture store, and Nina would run the grocery store. Okay. Um, in the middle of the night on May 28th, Alan ruthlessly beat and killed, beat, killed and raped the shop owner, Annie Flam. This beat, is an older woman. She's 75 he... years old. Whoa, okay. Canada is crazy. <laughs> no, this fucker's crazy. Oh my god, I want you to... No, okay, no, no, just keep talking. <laughs> uh, he beat and raped Annie's sister, Nina. Uh, after the assault and murder, Alan set fire to the grocery store in order to cover up his crimes. Uh, the emergency service workers would find the grocery store ablaze. Nina was badly beaten and burned, uh, but she did survive the ordeal. Sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. I didn't go. Oh, okay. Oh, we keep going. <laughs> we're trying to do a boomerang oh. in the middle of while we're talking about this. Uh, oh. My phone is somewhere. You want to take on my phone? Oop. Um, no, she's yeah. like, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. yeah, I know. I like I was it. like, pause. He's talking about something. No. Never mind. <laughs> I'm recording still. 
Cut that, but we won't. <laughs> she won't. So Nina told the she police don't. that she had heard footsteps coming up the stairs to her room. And when she got up to investigate the noise, a man had rushed into her room. The man easily overpowered Nina and tied her up, beat her, and then raped her. Then he tucked her tightly into bed, and Nina was able to untie herself and free herself from the bed sheets and fought her way through the smokes and flames, but collapsed at the foot of her stairs. Police discovered that her sister Annie had suffered a similar attack. Oh no! So, like, the mom and several of the girls. No, the girls weren't there. I don't Didn't know. Did they just say who? They had four children, but they weren't there for some reason. Wait, who else? You said sisters suffered things. Yeah, a sister and her sister. Uh, a sister in law. The woman and her sister in law. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because they're older now. So the I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, got it. Got um, it. On September 30th, Legere broke into Morrissey Doran's Newcastle, New Brunswick home through a basement window with a shotgun. He went upstairs and demanded money. However, the 70-year-old was not fucking around, and he attacked Legere. Legere wasn't expecting any resistance and shot the man in the back and fled. Doran had called police and reported the man as Legere. Okay. Uh, so they knew that it was this person they were looking for after yeah. all this time. And uh, this is the part where I wanted to say... Terror. Terror. <laughs> I feel like you would be attracted to him. No, the, uh, the one. Oh, she got pictures, girl. Okay. Like, mm, I'm kind of into that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm not mad about it. I'm not into it. If that's what's, what you mean. That's I'm not like wildly like. This one? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the one that I talked about earlier today, he was, he was handsome. He was like a, a bodybuilder. Oh. Well, I mean, I can definitely tell, like, his body is, is handsome. And also, you know I like men with beards, so... Like, I just wanted to be like... <laughs> Technology, how do I make this how bigger? How do I zoom? How, how do I, do I zoom? click the book? <laughs> how do I make it closer? I do want this dog, though. No, that German Shepherd's cute It's as so fuck. cute. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the next day, the, the very next day, after he had broken into this man's house, he... Uh, Broke into another person's house. So Adam Russell, or Edwin Russell, and his wife Evangeline, who lived five minutes away from the person that he had just tried to rob, heard someone trying to open their basement window at 9.20 p.m. He had managed to get the window open, but Edwin caught him at the back door. Gross. Stop it. She's doing it. What? Um, Legere charged Edwin with a gun. Um, Legere's the bad guy still. Yeah, okay. Legere's the bad I'm guy. I'm checking. So, yeah, he's the hot one, but he's also the bad guy. Yeah. Um, it's Edwin, confusing. Yeah. The hot ones are always bad. I know. Oof, that's why honest. I'm a murderer. <laughs> are you Cheers to that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love when I have two against one. Cheers to Spencer being the hot one. <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, now we're at two hours and 20 <laughs> that's minutes. That's an Instagram poll here. <laughs> Oh my god. Who's the hot one? Chris, Savannah, Spencer, other. <laughs> if Chris isn't in the top two, he gets canceled. If you're not in the top two, you're eliminated. Oh my god. This is Make it a four-way poll. Oh my god. Four-way, please. No, actually, ten-way poll. It's going to be Morky and Spencer that are top two, mm. obviously. And then Chris is going to be eliminated from the... Eliminated. Eliminated. Okay, I'm halfway through. Okay, so okay, we're almost there. Through, Why I'm do you have so many pages, girl? I don't, I'm very into the story. I though. also have to pee. Let's cancel. Her. No, you just you're, you can okay. just we'll pause for a minute. <laughs>
Wow. Wow. I don't even remember our wives in the story. I don't know. Let's start over. Start from the beginning. Shit, I need to go back and actually. Quit being a bitch. Take your shot. We don't do that here. With your wife. Anyway. So, uh, Edwin manages to wrestle Legere out of the house. um, And he fled because the police station is 30 seconds away from the house. Wait, that would be like doing it's, something in Montrose when the police station is right by Theo's and Marky itself. Um, and they can be there in seconds. Yeah, it's doing the murder here and uh, it's at that McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. On West Grey. Uh, so, the one that Kendall goes to with his Diet Cokes and, and uh, fucks the homeless, homeless people. people. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kendall's Whataburger stories crack me. They are so funny. If you need more Whataburger stories, you should go to. Let's talk about gay stuff! I can't stand that he's like, do you guys put ketchup in your Dr. Pepper or is it just me? Yeah. Okay, I feel like he's like trying to get a response. He is and I'm like, girl, you should do that as a Let's Talk About Gay Stuff podcast and get a response. Don't do it as Kindle. Be an internet personality. Thank you. Anyway, so the RCMP arrived at the Russell's residence only to get another call of a break-in about three kilometers away at Billy Matchett's home. Okay. The father of Todd Matchett, who he did Three the original... Three meaning like one and a half miles. Like a mile and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the father of the person that he murdered those people with. Oh. So he's targeting people. Well, he's staying in his hometown. Yeah, targeting people in his own hometown. In his home hometown, he, know, he, yeah. he knows. He yeah. was born in Chatham, New Brunswick, and that's where most of the murders occur. Okay. So, um, uh, at Billy Matchett's home, the father... Uh, Legere wasn't found when the RCMP arrived, but they conducted a door-to-door search and managed to get a more accurate composite of how Legere looked now. Uh, on so other people in, like, door-to-door they saw like, him. They saw him. Yeah. This okay. is what he looks like now. Especially, like, in a small town, I'm just thinking, like, my mom is... I love her to death, but she's definitely one of those mothers, like, looks at her window all the time. Like, oh, something. Like, she hears a, a sound. She's like, fucking me. I'm yeah. Like, I have a full view of the street out here. Yeah. Watch these So people. she, like, looks at her, like, what's happening? So she, like, opens her blinds all the time. So I mean, that's typical, like, suburb, well, I guess, honestly, anyone, uh, like, house living. Like, you look outside, and, like, what's happening outside? And so all these people are like, oh, this random person I've never seen before is walking through, like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, I need to know. So the, I'm sure, of, of course, door to door, they're like, oh, I saw that boy. I saw I that know. bitch. Exactly. Uh, so now it's Friday, October the 13th, 1989. Uh, Newcastle. Wait, how much did we fast forward? Uh, a couple days? Yeah, a couple days. It was okay. September before. Okay. Um, that's not, that's a month. No. Well, shut up. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, New Brunswick, sisters Donna and Linda Downey are attacked and murdered. Firefighters found the Downey house fiercely burning. The sisters had be- been beaten and raped. Their bodies had been badly burned by the fire. Little did Alan realize that a new type of forensic evidence was being collected from his crimes. DNA evidence. Utilizing In the 90s? Early 80. 90s? Well, late, late, late 80s, 80s. Early 90s. 90s. Yes. Well, that long? Well, we'll get there later. Um, a new DNA lab had been opened in Ottawa. Um, the police were able to link Alan Legere to the murders of Annie and Nina Flam and Donna and Linda Downey. Legere eluded the police again for some time, breaking into people's houses, camps, and cottages. 
Now, Wait, back to our podcast. Yeah, I'm recording again. Back to Pop Blast. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm my bars. So my poker face. My poker face. So he's stealing cars out of parking lots and out of people's driveways. Same. Why do they always go to that? That's like... That's so I mean, far. look at all the serial killers that we've done. It's like, hey, I've killed a bunch of people. Let me steal a car now. Yeah. Well, this guy is... And New Brunswick is like the size of Vermont and New Hampshire put together. But he, you said he was in one city, no? He's pretty much in one area. So he's pretty much in the size of like Massachusetts. So small. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. But he's stealing all these cars and people aren't getting it because it's the 80s. But no, not, not stealing cars. He has now burned down people's houses, raped a bunch of women yep. and like beaten them. Mm-hmm. Burn down houses. I already said that. Um, he, I mean, he's doing shit. Like this is not something that's like not getting he's attention. He's not trying to get not caught. She's doing the most. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to get to. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, while the police linked Alan to all of these crimes, he's still struck again. On November sixteenth, at the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church in Chatham Head, the congregation waited for Father James Smith to arrive to give his sermon. When he didn't arrive... Is that your dad? No. <laughs> She's not a question! <laughs> so, he doesn't arrive, and uh, some of the members go to look for him in the rectory next door. What they discovered was a horrifying scene. Oh, no. There's blood She all- wasn't a Christian. <laughs> she wasn't a Christian. She really was, though. Uh, there's blood all over the kitchen of the rectory, and Father James Smith was found dead on the floor of his office near his safe. Gasp! And in the book, they're like, and nobody's safe anymore. He killed a, a man of the cloth. I'm like, please. Uh, he just That's raped, the first like, person to go with. He, he raped like 10 women and destroyed their houses and their lives. Like, Yeah, and it's 1989, and in the book, he's like, all those people in Newfoundland, or all the priests in Newfoundland were raping all those kids, so they're not that godly. And I'm like, girl. Hey, the Same. book is it's called Terror. Yeah. It's happening now, 30 years later. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so the police found that Father Smith had been tortured in a prolonged physical attack, and his body showed devastating injuries. As assumed, uh, Alan tortured Father Smith to get him to open the safe. Alan didn't set fire this time and left a large bloody footprints all over the scene. So he was dealing with ar- using arson to cover his tracks for the most part. Yeah. Um, oh my god, the highlight in this lighting right now on my cheekbones. Sure. Anyways, no come on, no, Alyssa light- Edwards. I'm looking at like the lighting. Right- anyway, grease. Yeah, exactly. Ah! The highlight of the light using my grease. So. Um, <laughs> We'll the, skip past that. The arson. Um, he was using it to cover his own foot tracks, footsteps, foot, his, his tracks, tracks, his own tracks, um, for the most part. And he chose now not to use it as his like saving grace, like yeah. his his it, what's it called uh, signature. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not even just saving grace because they knew it was him every time. No, yeah, I'm not saving grace. I mean, his signature is what I meant. Yeah, like his. Well, his, he I, thought it was helping him, but it would never was. I mean, and look at it, like the Zodiac murders. Think it was helping him anymore. Yeah, so like the Zodiac murders had like something that was like, you know, this is what I'm doing to kill. That's what we should do after I'm done with Tonton murders. Z- I think both, both of us exactly because yeah. the Zodiac murders is a fucking lot. Yeah, 
And then on top of that, like the Zodiac murders are like conspiracies now that they he's still Ted out. Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. He looks like him. Yeah. So, um, the father's uh, father Smith's car was later found at a mo- near a motel. Um, and it contained a bloody pair of boots that matched the footprints found in the rectory. Legere stole his car and drove to this motel that was near a train station in Newcastle, where he boarded a train for Montreal. So he, at this point, basically knew that he was going to be caught. Like, or not knew that he was going to be caught, but he was like, I am, they're closing in on me. Like, I'm giving up kind of thing. Wait, Oh, there's more. I love that. Because she's dumb. Okay. On November 23rd, Jane Meredith walked down St. John's Prince William Street to her work as a barmaid at Piper's Pipe. This is in Montreal or in St. John's? John's. I'm in, sorry. In I'm sorry. my home city. Sorry. Uh, she was opening the bar that day, and when she came to her door, there was already a man waiting there for her. She opened and served him. He stayed there almost all day, drinking a beer every hour and writing. Just one beer an hour? Yep. Mm. Uh, she asked where he was from. Ottawa, he replied. She asked what was in his bag. A gun, he replied. They all laughed. Why is that funny? Because nobody has guns. Yeah, that's not funny. He thought it was... It's a joke being like, oh, it's a gun. Because nobody really has guns. Nobody... You can't conceal carry anything into a... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, here in America, if someone said, I have a gun in my bag, I'm like, okay. Somebody in America says they have a gun in their bag. I think they have a gun in their bag. Somebody no, I that, know. Not, not I think. I know they have a gun in their Maybe multiple. Like, I have no yeah. idea. At this point, I might be dead in a matter of an hour. So, yeah. welcome to America. In we fucking hate it. So St. John, Canada in 1989, mm-hmm. they say they have a gun in their bag. It's a <laughs> you have a gun. How weird. Nobody has a gun. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, he wished a woman good luck while she was playing an arcade game. Um, and around supper time, a man's car died out in front of the bar, holding up rush hour traffic in St. John at supper time, which is five cars in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like College Station. When I used to complain about traffic in College Station, it was like, oh my God, this is going to take me 15 minutes to get to where I want instead of seven. Mm-hmm. How dare they? And in Houston, it's like, I need to travel less than 10 minutes to go somewhere, an hour. I need to get from one end of the city to the other. I'm going to be in the car for three hours yep. hashtag this episode of spoopy podcast yes honestly you're welcome honestly. at our spoopy podcast <laughs> oh she's uh, back pop pop last podcast pop facebook facebook.com slash our spoopy yep so this is why our, our guest sp- is here <laughs> hello <laughs> I'm going to get through this because we are... No, I am so loving it, actually. I was trying it. You need to continue. (laughs) Um, Too many shots of Jen. He he helped the guy get his car working again. uh, And then he went back inside and resumed his drinking. Wait, so he just murdered a bunch of people. Not murdered. He just... Well, he did murder people. And then lit things on fire, raped a bunch of people, and then caused a bunch of shit. Went to a different town and was like, hey, I want a drink. I have a gun in my bag. <laughs> Let and me fix your car. I was like, my car is broke. He was like, girl, I got you. What the fuck kind of fucked up fuck is this? Yep. So uh, he helped the man get his car started again. Uh-huh. And then he went back inside to drink and ride again. Uh-huh. Finally, quarter to 10, 9.45. He's been Wait, there so since 11 o'clock. Wait, so she opened the bar. Yeah, she opened the bar with him. 
Ten hours later. Yeah. Eleven, almost. Um, finally, he's going to leave. So he leaves behind the writing that he had been writing all day. Um, and he even wrote his... He signed it with his name. Mm-hmm. And he left his social insurance number, which is his social security number in Canada. So basically, like, hey, it's, this is me. It's like, it's, it's me. me. Mario. Mario. <laughs> he wrote 15 pages. Oh. Uh, it was all... It was Legere who had taken the train from St. John, or from Montreal to St. John. After his day of drinking in, uh, Alan had t- hailed a taxi. It was snowing. Because it's October in Canada, and of course it's snowing. Stop! <laughs> she did it! Uh, so I'm he literally t- doing nothing. I know she's not. That's what I'm confused about. Continue, I'm sorry. He tells the driver he's bound for Moncton. Um, the driver, Ron Gron- Gron- Gonkey. I wanted to put an R in his name so bad. Gromkrite. Ron Gomke radioed in asking what the fare amount was for St. John to Moncton. Yeah. Hi, Booby! It's so spoopy. Welcome, Thomas. Um, the fare, $100 up front. Gomke told Legere and the price, and Legere fumbled through his pockets. Gomke had turned towards the passenger, or er, t- turned around, and the passenger said, we're going to Moncton. Like, demanding. Commanding. Yeah. Demanding, pulled, commanding both. He pulled out a rifle and he poked it in the Gonkey's wrist. Oh, so he did have a gun in his bag. Yep. He told Gonkey to radio that the fare was received and Gonkey was driving slowly due to the winter storm that was passing through. Legere demanded that he drive the speed limit. While it's snowing. Yeah. Gonkey did and he lost control of the vehicle. He ended up putting the taxi in a ditch. Now you've done it, Legere says. Alan flags down another car. In the car was Michelle Marcier, or Michelle Mercer, and an RCMP officer who was on vacation. She stopped and asked if she could help. Legere asked for a ride and forced Gonkey into the car. So he asked the wrong person at the wrong time. Yeah, ish. Ken! Stop drinking water. I'm so thirsty. No, I no, hate no. being hydrated. That's actually Savannah drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Me after Orange Theory. <laughs> Same. At Orange Theory. Like, please sponsor please us. Sponsor please. us. <laughs> please. Uh, so we have failed in all of our sponsorships. Yeah, I know. Other than our spoofing co- podcast. Our um, I was going to plug Economy Works, but okay. Wait, are you going to read the third uh, commercial? Yeah. He's not done yet. We have to wait to the end. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. So, How many pages are we on? <laughs> 11 out of 14. Oh my god. I'm uh, so excited. Let's go. So, uh, not very into this. This is very intriguing. After the drive, after driving for a while, Mercer said that she was tired from the storm. Uh, tired and the storm was getting worse. Wait, so did he threaten her with a gun or did you just yeah. like get it? Okay, so he, he shows did. her okay. the gun. He's sitting next to her. Okay, okay. Uh, Legere sits next to her and he pulls his gun out and he says, I'm afraid you're going to have to do what I tell you to. Uh, when the car needed gas, the trio stopped at a gas station on the side of trio, the Trio, wait. Trio? Who's the trio? The girl in the car that they stopped, the taxi oh. driver, and Alan Legere. So the girl that he originally was already in the car with. He was, like, getting in the car with this... Taxi driver officer. that he had kidnapped. Oh, okay. Um, now I'm on the same page. Sorry. And it's in Sussex, near St. John, where my Aunt Barb, uh, 
rides horses. Shout yes. out to Aunt Barb. Hi, Aunt Barb. Aunt Barb. Okay, I'm from Texas. I say Aunt. Aunt Barb. Aunt Barb. Is that where she made the fudge? My Aunt Deb made fudge. Oh, okay, well, Deb. sponsorship to her. <laughs> Guess where she works. Guess where she works. Economy works? No. <laughs> She works at a nursing home for nuns. <laughs> well, I so tried. She them fudge. And she's like, get this fucking fudge. She loves to curse. Oh. So the nuns she's my like, hero. Oh, she oh, makes no. fudge and she curses. It's my favorite person. Yeah, honestly, honestly. that's going to be Savannah <laughs> when she's older. So I will not make the fudge. I will won't. eat the she'll, fudge. She'll eat it and she'll be like, Bitch, I made the fudge. I made this fudge. fucking fudge <laughs> by paying yes. for the fucking fudge. That'll be me. It will be, actually. Mm, I'm actually. not surprised. So they stop for gas. Exact. And uh, Alan gasses up the vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh, Mercer has a $20 bill, and she's trying to pay for gas. It's a, it's a self-service there, so you have to go inside and pay. Um, so <laughs> Alan Lanzier gets out of the car, grabs the $20 bills from her, grabs her keys, and says, We'll put $15 in here. This is mine. You can leave. So, so, he says, you can drive your car away. No. You can leave. Oh, the car is mine. You have $5 back? Yeah. So, he goes inside to pay, and while the two hostages are st- in the car, Mercer realizes she has a spare set of keys in the car. Okay. So, she asks the taxi driver, do you want me, are you with him? And the taxi driver's like, no. She says, do you, we can leave. I have a spare set of keys here. He says, do it. So she grabs her spare set of keys. So this entire time, no one has mentioned, like, I'm taken. No. Okay. Um, and so they leave. Or she puts the spare keys in, drives away. Alan Legere walks out of the uh, gas station. He's like, what the fuck? And starts to run after them. Of course, it's a car. It's too fast. It's like two in the morning still, though. But mm-hmm. they're driving slowly. But he can't catch them. They're in a car. So mm-hmm. they get far enough away, and then they call the police. Because she's an RCMP agent. She goes to a police station. Like, hey, bitch, says, I am also you. This is my badge number. This Here's is what just happened to me, yeah. So, um, Alan share realizes he's not going to catch them. He goes around to the side of the gas station, and he accosts Brian Golding, who's a truck driver. Uh, he says, I'm Alan Legere. Get get in the car. We're getting going. So, of course, at this point, he probably recognizes his name, because all of New Brunswick knows at this point. Like For months. They've been for months, exactly. Him. For seven months now. They're trying to catch him, and he's doing all this devastation and leaving all of his footprints saying, this is me that's doing this. Yep. And, and the CBC and pretty much any news organization, organization knows it. Okay. And they're reporting it all yeah, the time. Yeah. Shut them up. <laughs> so the two set off for Moncton, avoiding all of the way stations. He's mm-hmm. driving a, a tractor trailer. Um, so he's going down all the like back roads and stuff. No, they're going down the highway. Oh. And they're okay. avoiding the way stations. So, Golding would flash his lights at the station, hoping that they would notice. And when they got closer to Moncton, Legere told Golding to turn north for Chatham. Uh, They stopped near the Miramichi, and Legere told Golding that they would wait until 6 p.m. and then go to the airport and take a plane. At 6, they resumed, 
and Legere told Golding to pull off the highway and take another road. They disconnect the trailer. A fellow truck driver spotted the truck on the secondary road, and he thought it was odd because tractor trailers did not use that road. He radioed the RCMP on his CB radio. A while down the road, RCMP pulled in behind them on an, on an ATV with the lights flashing. Legere told Golding not to stop. Golding pressed a button in the cab that locked the brakes. So the, the truck skidded to a stop, and Golding threw himself out. He said, I'm, don't shoot, don't shoot, I'm not Alan Legere. A couple moments later, Alan Legere exited the vehicle and told RCMP, I'm Alan Legere. RCMP flooded the area. They questioned him roadside for 14 hours before sending him to Renew Prison once again. 14 hours? That's all more than all day long. He, they were apprehended at like 4 in the morning. 14 hours means until the evening. Yep. On the roadside, in the snow at this point, you mentioned winter. Or snow. It's you mentioned October. snow. Yeah. So snow. Um, you're, you're cold. 14 hours, you're in this fucking snow. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Damn. He's a murderer. That doesn't make any difference. You're still cold. Well, everyone's always cold. It's fine. Same. Um, it's fine. It's Canada. I'm cold so, inside. So reporters on the scene asked him, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They asked him. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wait. So the reporters say, Alan Legere. What do you have to say to the people of Miramichi? Here's his response. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yep. In August 1990, Legere was convicted on ch- uh, charges pertaining to his escape and is sentenced to an additional nine years. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Got it now. His- She's allergic to the bullshit. Yep. His trial for murder began with an indictment on November of that year. Legere's uh, trial featured the first use of Canadian DNA profiling to convict rather to, than to exonerate. Wow. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what the fuck are you smelling? I don't know. It's Savannah's poppers. Savannah's pussy. <laughs> you welcome. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it's got me. November 1991, Legere, Legere was convicted of the murders and committed. Okay, so I don't know when Joe Electrophoresis came out, which is the one of the most basic ways that people use for DNA testing and DNA matching and all of that. But why the fact... No, why the fuck... No, the fact. The fact that this has not come out and why was this not used sooner? Like, gel electrophoresis has to be around for longer than that, maybe, in my mind. I don't fucking know. And they did. They used it, but only to tell people they didn't do it. Why? I feel like to the tell US... people they didn't do it, but if you were going to say you did do it, they didn't use it. That's what I'm saying. Why? Like, that's the easy... Like, Maury's been using it since the 90s. Like... Get it together, girl. That's so easy. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Fine. Keep going. So, he's convicted. He's still in jail now. Yeah. Is he still alive? Yep. Okay. Um, there are things that he wrote to the St. John uh, Telegraph Journal in 19... Or December 1st, 1989. 
and a lot of them are fucking crazy, so mm-hmm. you can see how crazy I'm ready. it really is. I'm excited. So he says, um, I've noticed that RCMP uh, Superintendent Al Rivard calls me a chicken, etc. But do tell me, if I am so chicken and dumb, why couldn't over 100% of Canada's finest with dogs and SWAT teams find little on Hmm. It's so obvious that in one instance they tell the media that, they, I, that I have lots of help. And once I'm jailed, I'm suddenly alone? Eh, I'm sorry. They make me look dumb. He also says, Master Woodsman? Was that the title donated to me to ease the public pressure from the inability to catch me? I only went to the forest to pick berries with my son and daughter in the 1970s or as late as 1986 for a picnic with my gal. Now I call myself a survivor, and I do know the terrain and forest areas. Honestly... I sincerely believe that all those French fellows on the SWAT team and Newcastle Force do watch too much TV and too preoccupied with fancy rifles and the cool look when all it would take was one good sweep of the forest. At any given time, I was no further than a shot away. Paperback heroes flying in a helicopter and sitting in their cruisers. He's really prejudicing against French people. No, I was going to say, basically what I've read so far is that he is saying, like, you guys, you French policemen are too stupid to see me doing normal human things, but also killing people. Yeah. That's the way I read what he just said. Yeah. Like, I'm out in the forest, and you guys are over here spending a shit ton of money to try and find me, and I'm just doing my own thing, living with my children and killing people. Yep. That's what I just read from that. He also uh, had done a lot of drugs, and he thought he was Jesus. Well, thank you, Manson, he for went, went, encouraging that. Yeah. He went, Call back. once went to church wearing just jean short cutoffs and said that he was Jesus, and the mm-hmm. only way to get to God was through him. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Uh, and this quote by him says, The Bible. High. People don't understand the Bible. The people who mind their business and do their thing are honest and non-judging. Don't have to know it priests are sexually abusing boys for years as in mount cashel newfoundland i wonder where else samson killed hundreds of bastards of romans etc as in and is a biblical hero saint pat persecuted christians and looted churches now people pray to his little statues moses murdered a soldier and yet he was seen fit by god to lead the israelites for 40 years the friends of the christ Whores and thieves. People pray to statues of Christ, etc. Yet nobody knows what they look like. Remember, Christ will not come back as a lamb, but as a lion. And Lucifer was God's chief angel before the fall. Lucifer was very powerful since nobody believed in him him anymore. Only when they were scared to do, they pray. Lucifer cannot do anything except with God's permission, of course. And times... I sincerely believe so. Probably by the year 2000. Only God knows for sure. Enough said. That's not... What, I don't... That's not a... That's not intelligible English. Um, one thing that I had a problem with, besides all the gibberish and all of the religious... But... Um, Besides everything you talked about, I yeah. had a problem with this. Thank you. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, that whole situation is just like, girl, you are trying to get out of 
like everything. Well, but, and he never said he was guilty for anything. No, exactly. But he did say he was guilty for the stuff he did while he was on the run because they had DNA evidence. But he said, "I never murdered anyone in the first place, and you're trying to make me out to be the bad guy just because I'm." But you lit people's houses on fire. You rape women of all ages. Like it's fucking terrible. But what I think I he, what what am I trying to say? He's one a thing bastard that he, no, he's terrible. But one thing that he definitely did bring a light to what before his time was uh, the the Catholic Church or the Church. I'm sorry, he just said the Church, not Catholic. I'm sorry if I ruined anyone who's Catholic. The Church uh, having terrible relations with uh, little boys at the time. He saw it, and knew it. And like that was something that's something that's happening right now in 2019 is exactly what you said earlier. Um, so like he recognized that, which is one I guess good thing that came out of that. That he was like, you are you guys like that blind? But at the same time, it's like you can't say that all the atrocities that you just committed and are still committing are not bad. Are not bad. Other people are doing exactly. You worse. can't blame it and say like, oh my god, all of a sudden this like religion right here is having these sort of like. Um, Problems and you know this is I mean it, it definitely is a terrible thing and our spooky podcast stance is that that is absolutely terrible. That's regardless, that's, regardless, period. Like don't fucking do that. And um, he had raped plentiful women before even his first charge of murder. I mean everything you just talk about you that was like a, a, over ten people. You just mentioned that he had raped and I mean he destroyed their lives. Like I, not just rape but like either murdered or hurt them or you know some some factor like that's fucked up yeah like oh god wow that was that's a lot that was heavy and that all happened like in new brunswick in may through november of 1989 the first one is of course 1986 yeah put him in jail and he got out but I just think about like the Candyman murders, where like we had twenty eight plus people that happened in Houston, which is millions of people wide. New Brunswick, as a full province, is less than that. Like, yep. and for something of that gravity to happen in the same place, like that's that's more uh, more intense, in my opinion, than something that would happen in Houston. Yep. Um, in my opinion, the other one is this is the worst. This is the worst. Uh, serial killer in New Brunswick history. Wow. Um, and he is one of the most prevalent in Canada. He's not the worst. Yeah. Or he's not the most notorious. But the second one that we're going to do next week on oh our Spoopy God. podcast is <gasps> um, quite close. Okay. And uh, it's even more uh, pertinent to my family because one of my uncles knew the guy. Oh my God. I love hometowns. I love when it's, like, close to hometowns. Like, I fucking use some. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, we're at two hours and 35 minutes. So, let's call it a spoopy podcast. <laughs> let's call it a spoopy podcast. So, I love the fact that we had my friend Savannah, or, or I guess Spencer's friend Savannah as well. Welcome, you know Savannah! Hello. She's still here. She, I'm she here. died, like, a half hour ago. I she am, died. like, barely awake. Well, I mean, she's over here, and, I mean, she wakes up at, like, 6 o'clock so she hmm. is much earlier than all of us queens. I like woke up at 5 a.m. and I'm really tired. Yeah, okay. So we're getting with that. Um, <laughs> so with that, uh, do you know how we sign off? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, Let's get, get spoopy with it! it!